0: Hello and welcome back to episode 33 of the Epic Epoch Podcast. This is September 22nd. We are about two-ish weeks into Runemaster. If it's three, don't correct me. So with me as always, I have my co-host here. This is Dredd.
1: What's going on? Hello, this is Dredd. And in today's video topic, we're going to be going over some hot takes for me and the community, mostly for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we uh i've been i've been asking people in twitch chat on discord what their hot takes about last epoch have been we selected which of the ones we thought would make for good conversation pieces here and we're gonna chat about them so we uh we gathered your hot takes ahead of time and let's see whether we agree with them whether they're nonsense and which of them actually stem from dread so i guess if you want to guess ahead of time oh, oh, okay, what, what do you think dread's hot take is
1: i i have a few of them actually so it's <laughs> fine
0: so before we get started with the hot takes, we're gonna chat about some other stuff after that in the podcast as well. Uh Dredd, what have you been doing for this past week? What are you up to?
1: Oh boy, what have I been up to? Oh, I went on a sorcerer binge. That's what I did last week. You mean Essentially, Ringmaster? No, sorcerer. No, actually sorcerer. I'm being serious. <clears> so it was on. actually sorcerer. So we played the black hole ignite build that actually ended up ended up outscaling the ignite uh Glyphid Dominion build, but, but there's a caveat for that. You have to sacrifice like all of your affixes to try to get as much fire as as possible because you get the, because the node, the new node that gives you 10% ignite chance per second per 1% uncapped fire res, right? That build has so much potential, but the pro- there's two problems with it. One, of course, you're sacrificing all of your gear to try to slam as much fire as possible for damage because it's uniquely one of those builds that scales its damage off of its suffixes and its prefixes, right? And the second thing off, uh, black holes are really small AoE. So I actually ended up using Flame Reave of all things with the circle node with the ring. And I used the pole to pull enemies into the black hole because you turn off the pole to get to the ignite node. So I re-enabled the function by using Flame Reav instead. And you're laughing and all that, but like I don't know if you watched it, but like it actually performed pretty well. I'm pretty happy with that build, to be well, honest. Is, so. is it an awkward playstyle
0: or is it like a reasonable playstyle?
1: It was a very reasonable play style put uh, down,
0: i put down. the I should go reave? watch that video
1: you you put down the black hole you use flame rave and you move on single target you put the black hole on this uh, on the boss and you just watch it melt and it also has a skill swap that's not normal for the most part mm-hmm. you swap out flame reeve of course for uh for black um for meteor because you get that 75% pen and sorcerer does have something over Rune Master, though I did find is it uh, I forgot about it it has such a large amount of ignite duration up in the upper half of the tree mm-hmm. your ignites on sorcerer last so long it's hilarious it's like is, maybe like a seven second ignite
0: is Sorc gonna end up being like like damage over time and ignites and ailments maybe rune master uh, ends up being well, the crit
1: one from what I'm seeing so far you play rune master for Frostbite and you play Soric for Ignite essentially so far from what I'm seeing but the thing is that was kind of ruined this patch because you know that new unique helmet the one that gives you the ignite duration on it the 50% doesn't
0: it also they convert all of your ignite to fire shred?
1: Yes, but why are you standing in a glyph of uh, a glyph? You don't have to stand oh. in a glyph. Yeah, you just, you just use because, it for the 50 Because you're a sword. you don't even chance.
0: have glyph. Okay, okay, I
1: hear yeah. you. Or you use it on Rune Master and you play like a frost cause Ignite build or whatever. Sure,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: It. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, so that's great. Uh, the other thing that I ended up doing was I played Wrong Warp Meteor, like I said last uh, thing. And it is so unbelievably close. It turns out, Perry, that, you know, the node that gives you a bunch of extra meteors, but reduces the radius so they don't shotgun. Yes. Well, it turns out you can actually grab all the area you possibly can through the new idols because they added idols of 25% increase area for elemental skills that works on meteor. And you can also get the area on the gloves, the amulet and in the tree. And all of that combined means I have four meteors, but I overlap with every single one of them every single time I cast which is great. So now all those meteors are actually hitting the same target, so you're actually dealing a decent portion of single-target damage. And then you were, build... you were
0: using wrong warp the wand in yeah. order to get more tps to get more mana tunnels to cheat on mana yeah
1: gotcha oh no no actually no instead of using mana tunnel mana tunnel su- sucks for this build because it's a direct less damage modifier because you're not teleporting as much because the other node that was introduced the never late the base crit that solves all your problems with meteor because you just get so oh. much base crit for free so you're just and you just teleport to- meteor Yeah, and you use a mana strike cooldown, and like that gives you plenty of mana. And overall, that build was okay. It it's missing just a little bit of damage. I I hope to God that they buff meteors by a little bit. They just gotta like add maybe like one more more damage modifier to the tree, and it would function. It's it's so close. It's so unbelievably close. That build was actually. I'm I'm
0: so happy to hear that you're this excited about playing these sorc builds that specifically aren't rune master. They're kind of old, but enabled by nodes in the master skill. So you talked about the the never late node, right? Yep. Yeah. And
1: the last thing I did do was, so I had an argument with someone Did you just cut out or is that just me?
0: Uh
1: Uh-oh. How about now?
0: There, you're good. I can hear
1: you. Okay. I don't know what's going on with that. But essentially, okay. So I had an argument with someone. We were talking about necromancer. What was we it talking was about it a dev? skeletons? Wait. No, just just oh, a friend. Okay. We were talking about <laughs> skeletons, right? Skeletons and how squishy they are and how dumb they are right now because mm-hmm. like you need to use stuff like liches' scorn to make them viable, sure. stuff like that, right? Well, I was like, "You know, there are ways of making it work because I had a few ideas in my head." And he was like, "Prove it." So, I did. I took a skeleton build all the way to like 240 corruption without any uniques whatsoever, and it was actually okay for the most part. Uh, it's because we were playing Bone Curse, and we were making the making our skeletons proc the Bone Curse for us, and we were actually able to make the build function, and it actually did pretty well, all things considered, because you got the explosions from Bone Curse. Uh, you use the Bone Curse aura, right? The aura node that uh-huh. gives you the more damage on it as well. They updated the visual on that, so it doesn't look like poop anymore, which is great. I love it. Uh, overall that build was fun. I I'm
0: glad to see that you're using bone curse as well cuz I like bone curse build, just got like yeah. kind of a nerf, kind of a change, kind of a bug fix yeah. and a half with the mm-hmm. curse limbs note and like I've heard some liches say that like it's really not something that they enjoy using anymore. So like you yeah. using it on a necromancer makes me happy that at
1: least it has well, a use the entire, in- probably more. The entire build was great. It's just okay. like Not using unique sucks. (laughs) It turns out uh, in the game where, you know, like LP legendaries are like the meta and stuff. It turns out if you just completely ignore all those, it sucks. But the thing that I love the most about it, right, was I was able to use affixes that people normally... Couldn't use and that was like the spell damage per skeletal mage. I was getting 500% increased spell damage just what, for skeletal What spell having damage? Oh, mage. was that
0: scaling your bone curse, I guess?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's okay. Okay, okay. I like using it. Using the minion saprocket, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that video just went out today. And also as well, uh, uh, we're also using the necrotic spell damage per, uh, per mage idle as well like mm-hmm. we were getting like 20 flat from that sadly i had to cut out the golems eventually I had to go for rip blood plus a dread shade so it wasn't as walking simulator as i'd like but you know in the current state of last epoch where you got to use multiple skills to do damage it like rip blood's no-brainer because it gives you so much flat and it keeps you healed so
0: pretty good and it yeah. tells tells you minions where to attack as well it's pretty good
1: yeah that was that was one of the main reasons i swapped to it it was, it was very crippling not having that. <laughs> so before we jump into
0: the hot take stuff, I'll quickly recap what I've been doing the past week or so. Uh, yep. I've been running my build contest, and the, the point of the contest was not necessarily come up with the best build, but like come up with the sweet build. So the unique item that we're trying to build around is the Mad Alchemist Ladle. It's got a bunch of ailment application to it, and then it says like 8% more damage per ailment on the enemy, or per like unique ailment on the enemy. But it's got yep. a very low flat damage. So we're going to do that contest after this podcast here, but I anticipate that people are just trying to figure out how to get as much flat damage without getting it from your weapon itself. So maybe a Devotion Smite. Except for one
1: person, uh, Amaranthi didn't. I I haven't read anything.
0: Don't spoil it for me. I haven't even looked at the submissions yet. But the build that I've been playing (laughs) has been another Frostclaw build because I absolutely love Frostclaw. So instead of playing Frostbite, I played a Crit Frostclaw build. And I think the interesting portion of this was we don't get flat damage from our weapon, but frost claw scales off of spell damage and melee damage. And what's a unique item that gives you spell damage and melee damage? But morning frost. So morning frost gives you one cold per dexterity, to plus spells and attacks. And then that turns into two flat damage for your uh, for your frost claw. So my gear is like still kind of mediocre. I'm missing a lot of dexterity, but it's it's good. And it's really yeah, fast. I it's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if this is like the best way to play uh, Crit Frostclaw, but it's really enjoyable and my gear is not yeah. even done yet. So
1: I actually look forward to playing a normal Crit Frostclaw build that isn't memeing and just, just try to make it as good as possible. I, I would
0: love to compare notes once you finally get around to that. Mm-hmm. Seems good. So let's let's do it. We have some hot takes here.
1: We have <laughs> six
0: <laughs> hot takes that we've selected from a random assortment of community members and or... Perhaps one of us, maybe both of us. Who knows? Yep. Uh, Let's let's start with number one. So I want to go through these and I want to say, like, is is this a hot take? Is this something that you agree with? Do you disagree with it? Mm -hmm. Mm. Maybe some discussion there. So the very first one that we have is. Health plus percent health, the meta of building those two things in your gear with hybrid health. When it comes to gearing, it's unhealthy and it's bad for the game. Is it bad for the game? you got to build health?
1: Uh, so for my opinion on this, I think that currently, I think it's fine. Because it, it was fine until very recently. I thought that like health meta was fine because recently they'd been introducing other ways of... Getting other ways of scaling defenses, like for instance, of course, with the endurance thing, the helmet, and all that. And you have Ward now. No, endurance thing with the helmet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa,
0: whoa. What's endurance thing with the helmet?
1: Oh, the 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 the, the helmet. You know, fractured the crown, damage to mana. Yeah, fractured crown. Whoa, 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 whoa. That. that
0: that whole thing doesn't exist anymore. I know, I know, I know. Okay, we had okay, that. gotcha. Go
1: ahead. We had Ward, we had you know, Twisted Heart. We had Vessel. We had Low Life, which now actually functions thanks to the glove thing, right? There's like all these things that were different other than HP that worked for your defenses. But as they keep cutting out these other defenses, as I'm sure they'll probably touch the Ward nodes at the top of a Rune Master one day, probably. um, As they keep cutting these out, it just makes the health meta even worse because you know it's like, well, it seems like anything that isn't health. Is broken while health is fine, if that makes sense. It's like, like, it it did get a little bit of a bump thanks to the vitality change, right? Like, for instance, recently I've been less focused on getting vitality on my chest. I'm sure you've noticed I've Mm -hmm, been going just mm -hmm. for damage with the plus level affixes and stuff like that, just getting a bunch of damage from it. And I think for the most part, it's fine as long as they allow other the other archetypes to exist and function like you know not kill twist heart not kill vessel not kill the life stuff like that i think those being high investment options are fine i wouldn't like to see the word per second numbers on the suffixes that they just added in that kind of stuff to get buffed they kind of introduced uh bone climber barb root right as a new way of getting a bunch of ward and all that. they added some new text
0: to the bottom of the helmet yeah
1: yeah, they've been doing a bunch of different stuff in that regard and giving us different options. I just hope that they don't start calling them in favor of balance or at least. It seems like as though health with the way we build it with percent health and hybrid and all that is the like core of the game, the balanced part of the game and then everything else is like broken and it's like, well, I don't want to only ever build health ever. That's boring, right? Like, well, health, what, what do you health,
0: health's got leech. Like this, this is kind of a really big conversation to talk about all the defenses yeah. in Last Epoch because ward per second is the worst way of building ward, and that includes mm-hmm. all of the exsanguinous and exsanguinous type items. Yeah. because you don't have leech, and leech is busted in Last Epoch. Yeah, so like things like Twisted Heart are kind of like leech, and that's why they're yeah. good because you get chunky recovery of your ward.
1: Yeah, and, and that's why like, vessel vessel's good too because it double dips on your health regen essentially. Mm-hmm,
0: I hear you there. Like yeah. I, you'd really like to combine it with something else that also gives you ward on hit. Like in the past yeah. we've played like mana strike
1: plus I mean, um, well, like like mana on, do... on melee
0: hit like spellblade stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, ward back, again on melee hit. back back in the day, I played like I said, I played that surge build with mm-hmm. the vessel setup and I was like at 6k ward but I felt like I had significantly more because of how much armor I was stacking. So, Mm -hmm. You can make a vessel work with just armor stacking. We we were just talking about this before the
0: podcast as well. It's really hard to compare ward numbers because like 6k ward over here and 6k ward over there could be completely different depending on Mm. how much you're generating. Is it ward per second or is it twisted heart? Do you have 14 layers of damage reduction or do you have one
1: ward? I think to nerf Ward, the proper way of going about it would be to start nerfing generic damage reduction modifiers. Because that's generally what you're looking for when you're playing with Ward. And some of them are starting to get (laughs) uncontrollable. Like, you know, Rayowyn's Frost Guard, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. It's starting to get a little ridiculous per se. So going back to the the hot
0: take here. The health percent health meta when it comes to gearing is unhealthy and bad for the game. What about hybrid health? Is is hybrid health too strong? Should it be nerfed? Should it be
1: removed? That's the thing. Is like, we got to think of it like this too. I, I have had this happen a few times, like where we've talked about this kind of thing, where is this thing too strong? Is it like not good for the game? Is things being strong not good for the game? And I think the problem here is we need to figure out what like... Essentially, just because something is good doesn't mean it should get removed, right? Like, for instance, like, let's say, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a random, like, ooh, Twisted Heart, right? Just because Twisted Heart is good, does that mean it needs to get removed or deleted from the game? Like, no, that's the kind of the point of it. Like, for instance, remember uh, old Icicle Marksman with the crit vulnerability and stuff? It mm-hmm. was good it wasn't like busted or anything but it was good but then it got you know kind of neutered with the changes to crit volume and then mm-hmm. of course they added it back but now it's a high investment option so mm-hmm. like like i i would rather see very strong things exist in the game that aren't as accessible if that makes sense so that there's like like when I have a character that has hybrid health in every single slot, increased health, wherever I can get exalted, whatever. Right. I should feel rewarded for building my character properly mm-hmm. and gearing my character. So, so is like, like, for instance, like having all this gear, is that like, like good gear is having good gear bad for the game. Right. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like, Obviously, hybrid health is definitely one of the things that make health go crazy. But like I remember back in the day when like protections were good and all that and health was terrible. It's like I don't want to go back to that meta. Mm, I, I like uh, health being OK. Please, please <laughs> let me bring up. I got I've got,
0: I got two more thoughts. I don't want to spend the whole podcast. No, go ahead. On this. Maybe no, we should good. spend the whole podcast on this. But no, you're good. Go th- ahead. There's, there's two thoughts real quick. And one is um, speaking of like protections being a way that you could build stuff in the past. If you don't know what protections are real quick they were elemental resistance, so to speak, but they gave you literal health eh, eh, close to literal health against one ailment or against one damage type so if you had ten HP but you had ten thousand fire protections and ten thousand necrotic yeah. protections and ten thousand void, you were like you're still very tanky even though you only have actual 10 HP so that's something that used to exist in the past a long time ago um you mentioned something recently, and it, it kind of makes me think about this health percent health meta. Like, first of all, I don't really like what Endurance Threshold is doing right now. Because there, there's no real build that uses Endurance Threshold now that we had the change to damage taken from Manipul for health. The Fractured yeah. Crown thing, it's not possible anymore. But you mentioned a possibility of, like, maybe in the future of Last Epoch. what if that new experimental affix for gloves, percentage of armor mitigates dots? what if... The Forge Guard, because the Forge Guard also has the new Weaver's Will Relic that has the same text on it. Yeah. What if a Forge Guard or like a, some high armor class can just build armor and percent armor and flat armor in their suffixes instead of building health and then mitigate dot the same way with like the uh, with the new Weaver's Will Relic and their ethics, the experimental ethics. What if that's something that we see in the future? And that kind that's of reminds me of something I was going to
1: be testing soon. To be honest, I was actually going to be leveling a Forge Guard soon yeah. because of that.
0: Leveling a Forge Guard on purpose. I know. I know. All oh. right. I know. All right. It's it's exciting to think about what else could exist. I will say, my past two characters, I haven't built health or percent health on them, and I love it. I yeah. love not. It's so yeah. It's I breath agree. of fresh I like air.
1: Yeah, I agree. And. It's like, well, the way I look at it currently, I look at health being the, the, I don't know, like the first thing you do stage one, and then you invest into like higher forms of defense later on. If you need to like push your build to the limit, it's just, there should be more ways of doing that. Like for instance, if you want to play a character that has 6,000 health, right? Go right ahead. You want to play a character that has 10,000 ward. I think that's fine too, but the investment's got to be there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think hybrid health is a fine investment because you have to get all your resistances capped. Like, you got to remember, like, uh, these don't come for free. You have to sacrifice resistance slots, right? You have to find a different way of capping your resistances through good bases and all that. So... I find this, like I said, I find this a lot, like a lot of people will be like, they'll come and play the game for like maybe like a day or two or like they'll get to like level 90 and they'll get to like 100 monos and I'm like, oh my god, this is like insane, this is overpowered. And it's like, well, not really in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, like I said, with, with the health and all that, it does take investment to get to a decent chunk of health, right? it does take time it takes like you have to plan it out you have to get your resistances settled you have to run specific bases right with the exalted modifiers it has an infinite number of possibilities how you're going to cap your resistance these days right
0: all right and now especially
1: with these yeah
0: now now that we've both admitted that we're, we're like almost excited about playing a forage guard in the year 2023 <laughs> let's move on to the next hot take here
1: the oh second boy. one
0: uh I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. I don't mind it, but I've got other stuff to say. But let's let's read it first. Yeah. This hot take is: monolith progression should be account-wide per league or per season. Uh, it's enough right now that you have to do the story again on every single character.
1: Agree? Disagree? What do you think? First thoughts. Uh, so I have my thoughts on it are essentially put. I think that. For making a new character, I think you should have to level it through the campaign. But then, when you get to monoliths, if you finished your monoliths on the other character, you should have access to empowered monos. Just base 100 level empowered monoliths, like not not the thousand right? corruption stuff, not a thousand corruption, just just a base blank slate, so that you can go through, go to the normal monoliths, level up a little bit. And then get into empowered empowered monos as fast as possible. So you don't you don't have to unlock like empowered
0: corruption. You don't have
1: to unlock
0: them. Got it. From okay. what I've on.
1: seen, whenever I carry someone and do the last three monos, right, that seems to be the most healthy approach that I would assume that they should do, right? I think that's the most fair thing because whenever you create a new character, most of your time isn't even spent. Trying to level the character. It's just getting two empowered monoliths because I'm like level seventy by the time I get to empowered monos and I'm like ready to go at that point, mm-hmm. right? Like just just let me do it, right? Just let me do what I want it to. It feels more like a time sense. gating
0: thing than it is a yeah. It's not.
1: Thing. It's just arbitrary. And a friend of mine, Tenki, we know him. Uh, he was talking about it too, and he absolutely abhors it. And I, I abhor it too. Like I, I, I think it's a t- terrible thing. I think it should get changed by the time 1.0 comes, because. Yeah. I feel like it does make it so that I don't want to play another character. It's like him and I both agree. It's like it makes it so that I don't want to play another character. Same thing happens in Diablo 4 with like that renowned grind that they had in the first season, and all that shit. It's like if you add too much to do just to be able to get to your second character right then I just don't even want to level a second character mm-hmm. I just don't even want to do it I like uh, like D4 that other season that I played I think season 1 I, I didn't even level another character you know why because it was not worth the time investment it wasn't worth it at all I just didn't want to go through it all over again mm-hmm. and Ellie is starting to approach that with of course all of the extra stuff you gotta do gotta get to corruption and all that. It is it's it a is approaching annoying. that
0: because you have thousands and thousands of hours in the game already
1: uh yeah but also as well i think when a casual looks at it as well they're you you'll be like oh i gotta do what the entire monolith web uh-huh. over again and that's gonna be a quit moment that's gonna be like when they quit right it's because so like, let it's, me i'm it's not worth my time
0: I, I i'm not sure if this is the right answer to it to like just make it account wide maybe account wide. Mm-hmm. i don't mind your answer i think your answer is pretty good yeah um but my impression of this hot take about whether it should be account-wide is that getting to Empowered Monoliths takes too long. And it feels time-gated instead of difficulty-gated, like I, you know, like I rephrased your comment a second yeah. ago. Um, I always, always, always feel like the three level 90 Monoliths are boring and they take too long. Because you're going from like 65 Corruption, it's like, okay, 65, and then 75 Corruption okay mm-hmm. it's harder 85 corruption okay it's harder and then 90 technically harder and then 90 again why am i why am i and then 90 again yeah. it's like why am i doing 93 times it like, takes so well, long the,
1: the night that's supposed to make up for the fact that you get there at level 70 so that by the time you get finished with it you're like 75 yes yeah, but your character that. is fine <laughs> you're fine yeah. So, and yeah
0: let me let me let me give you my my made-up fantastic solution that i'm in love with and mm-hmm. ehg should steal from me I think that there should be a key that only drops in Empowered Monoliths. Sells for like, you know, 200 gold, whatever. So there should be a key in Empowered Monoliths. And uh, once you have that key in Empowered Monoliths, you're like, oh boy, my next, my second character can use this key. So you have campaign skips, technically in the campaign right now. This would be a normal monolith skip. Uh, So I I feel as though mm -hmm. the first four monoliths don't take very long. And I feel like they're fun and I feel like they're nice and snappy after reign of dragons i feel like the pace of gameplay sl- or like the, the pace of progression slows down
1: drastically until oh yeah. you get all to the empowered. way from 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 a bomb to reign of dragons is about the it feels same fine amount of time. it feels fine it's about the same amount of time as it is doing those last three 90s mm. essentially so
0: so my idea would be like there is uh there's a mini boss little mini shade of robus guy and you you use your key and it's like the same island where you unlock Empowered Monoliths. So after you kill Reign of Dragons, after you kill the 85 mono, you walk to mm-hmm. that little island, you put in your, your little skip token, you kill the boss, and then boom, your Empowered Monoliths are unlocked.
1: Yeah. You can totally skip yeah. the level 90s. I, I really don't care what they do to like fix it. I really don't care, to be honest with you. Uh, whatever they got to do to make it better. Uh, but essentially what's going to happen is the meta is going to be having someone just carry you. And do the last three ninety monos. And just, just me, me, that.
0: and the poor solo characters. we just like,
1: yeah, we'll have solidarity yeah, have over there. We'll cry yeah, to each essentially, other. Essentially, yep, yep, essentially, yeah. Uh, like what, um, what Berg said. It's like, of uh, recently, EHG has become a lot more like casual focused with their game design, and I think this is like the one thing that's like confusing because it's like, yeah, yeah, It, good point. it would be it would be good for the casuals if they didn't have to redo all of this arbitrary stuff because like and the problem is is right now there isn't that much in the end game to do so it's supposed to like artificially add time now to every character now i don't know i don't think that's what they're doing but it is essentially doing that right Mm -hmm. whether
0: intended or not it's still the consequence yeah
1: yeah, let's move on it's yeah
0: (laughs) i think i think we're on the same page so it's, it's it's like a hot take but we kind of agree with it don't really care how mm-hmm. it's solved, but something should address it. So the next hot take here, number three, is attack speed, or cast speed, is too good for too many builds. It shouldn't be best in slot for every place that you can take it.
1: Is this accurate? So is attack speed and cast speed best in slot? This This is a consequence of the current animation time system. Like we were talking about the other day. I remember, I think it was like a different podcast we were talking about. Oh, with Bolt, uh, we were complaining. Yeah, we were talking about how, like, if I'm playing a Runebolt build, if I look at 60% crit multi and maybe like 30% cast speed, like we were talking about, right, what am I going to choose? I'm going to choose the 30% cast speed. Why is that? Because specifically, cast speed not only gives you damage, course dps it also improves your quality of life and that is much better than just getting a little bit of a stat boost because i don't know about you but i actually like having fun when playing my characters and i don't like them being sluggish for no reason so so I usually try to go for as much attack and cast speed as humanly possible. Maybe some movie speed in there. In. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I try to do that because the base stats of it are so slow. When I use like multi strike and I attack, as soon as I attack with it for the first time, like like when the patch came out, like uh, when multi strike came in, mm-hmm. I was like, attack speed. I need as much attack speed as possible. I'm like, I was, this is this is terrible. I want to not spend five years swinging because right now, like we said, there's the stun meta and stuff like that. So you don't want to be standing still in uh, last E-Punk. So when when you say stun
0: meta, you mean like stun is the most dangerous thing for a player. Yeah. Getting stunned and then
1: dying essentially. Right. So if you're standing there still waiting for your animation Mm -hmm. to end, I've, I've got, I've got two thoughts about this attack
0: speed thing. First of all, Mm -hmm. I don't think it is too good, but like attack speed is definitely fun and Fun scales really well with my willingness to play a character yeah so that's that's mm-hmm. a big part of it too like who cares yeah. if it's good like it's fun and
1: like another thing like if they really wanted to fix it if they didn't want cast speed to be so like mandatory and attack speed and all that and all these builds is they should buff the base numbers and then just reduce the attack and cast speed numbers per I'd be fine with that. Yeah, that would make the base game feel better to play. Like when you start your mage and you shoot your fireball, it doesn't take like five years mm. and attacks return to, uh, you know, finish your fireball. Yeah,
0: if if they wanted to address this, I could see that happening.
1: A friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine, he does coding and stuff like that for animation work and all that, and he does modding. He actually uh, did a lot of the mods in the Risk of ring two, uh, you know, setting, and. He, like, whenever he saw the Path of Exile 2 animations and how slow they were, he was, like, like puking because he hated how slow they were. And it was, like, the same thing with Diablo 4 with their slow animations, too. It's, like, I don't want to watch a movie, right? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I play video games Mm -hmm. because they feel good to play. When I press something and there's a response, I want that response, right? I don't want to spend five years. Now... If they want to go down this road where they want abilities to take forever to cast, then the ability should do things based on how slow they are. Like, for instance, if I take forever to slam my forge strike into the ground, it should do something right. And I hate it when skills feel sluggish because it makes me feel sluggish and it's not fun. It's like I can feel sluggish in real life. (laughs) Yeah, because it Well. (laughs) <laughs> because it makes me feel like as though uh, it it kind of like takes me out of the moment. It's like, oh, I died to that diamond matron because I was spending too long accidentally attacking with my multi strike mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was like, no one likes doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I said I said that I had two thoughts about this. I mean, like, the first one is like it's fun and fun skills really well, and the second thing is, uh, last epoch's really in a place where builds that hit quickly scale very quickly or scale very well because you're applying ailments very quickly. So slow hitting mm. builds tend to not get any bonuses for applying ailments and just having an extra armor shred in your build, attacking really yeah. fast and applying a bunch and of armor shred, or applying chill quickly. There
1: are there are yeah, solutions. They're not like, in the game. The g- but no, no, there's one specific one that does exist. So oh, like there's for one. Instance, you'll okay. be playing like a, if you're like playing like a, like a, a racing strike or a forge strike build where you're not hitting as much, stuff like that, right? You can use Abyssal Echoes to apply all your armor shred stacks for you, because Abyssal Echoes applies an absolute obscene amount of armor shred stacks for you. God, listen, so you as, as, what, as soon as
0: I can get Abyssal Echoes on my EQ shamans, I'll be happy. I, I know that's, that, that's I what need.
1: I mean. Well, I mean you have like tornado. Technically, they should have a node that like tornado shreds armor or yes. something. Yes. Like okay. That. You know what I mean? Stuff uh, like that. Right.
0: Something else like I can that can that help you right. stack up those ailments yeah. while you're while you're like not bonking. And this is this yeah. kind of ekes into um, ailment builds as well, like frostbite builds, ignite builds, bleed builds. These all tend to be like super high attack speed builds because you don't want to bonk with an ailment because there's no like ailment effectiveness or effective yeah. mod. Like this doesn't exist. You can't play e- ignite EQ. Not well.
1: I liked I liked how they did it for stuff like uh, glyph of dominion and black hole. If they yeah. go about
0: it, yeah, like, those totally are, agree with you.
1: I'd be fine with that. Like in the future if they want to make it like that we're like oh um forge strike it applies it, it has a 10 percent bleed chance per one percent of your mm-hmm. bleed chance now or like put put actually, that onto like, entangling for... roots like poison entangling yeah. roots
0: gains poison chance per something sure That'd be
1: cool. yeah like yeah like if if all that stuff worked like that i'd be completely fine you wouldn't have to change a thing
0: all right let's move That'd on we're, we're halfway through the hot takes let's go to number four okay. at this point. Uh, I, I think this will be a shorter one to talk about. Uh, reperform. Oh, so the, yeah. the hot take is, and this is from Twitch chat, but I've seen it on Reddit periodically as well. Uh, I'm sure. Reperform okay. should be
1: permanent. <laughs> like, I don't so, want to fall
0: out of reaperform. I want to be a reaper.
1: What do you think? If you're playing a real build, you don't actually fall out of reaperform <laughs> that often. I'm sorry. Get good. All right, moving on. Number five. No, well, okay, okay. What I think, though, <laughs> okay, all right. So, to make a solution for this, what I think they should do is they should have a node that makes it so that there's no more degen while you're in Reaper form, but you no longer get the free life. Like, Like the double life? Yeah, you no longer get the double life, but you get Oh, that's a huge penalty. I love it. I know it's a huge penalty, but it's also a huge upside, not Yeah,
0: yeah. If if something's gonna be permanent, you should have a big cut down big downside to it. Like yeah. It should
1: either be the high octane kind of like play gameplay, Mm -hmm. or if you want to take yeah, if you want to play the non- I don't know that version. Mm. I think there should be choices for these. By the way, yeah. And obviously, maybe what they could do is make it so that you also like reperform gives you like more buffs based on its tree, like or stuff like that. Like they could do a lot of stuff with that. Mm-hmm. But I like the I like the ability of reperform being like an extra life. I think that's cool. I think that's like what Lich should be built around. Yeah, kind of like totally that. defining. Yep. Yeah, like for instance, nodes inside Reaperform that say if you've been knocked out of reperform recently, you get like ridiculous buffs or something like that. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff they could do with that, and we're still waiting for that literary work. So So let me let me pivot slightly. What about
0: what about Flame Ward? Mm-hmm. And, and Frostwall?
1: Flame Ward being a permanent buff? Uh, what what, what yeah, are you give me give me a Give me some. Oh, I mean that, that solution's easy. That note should just give like, that note should just give a frost Frostwall like a twelve second cooldown. It should just give it a cooldown. Done. It's like it's that easy. Done, just that easy. Like, I hate well, that. You spec in, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I would be fine with that. I don't know about you, but I'd be fine with that because you scale cooldown recovery speed on your gear. Not only are you double dipping on the uh, flame ward, you're double dipping on the you know the frost wall. So you still get the defense. It's still insanely strong. It's just not stupid.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, so, I hate the idea of flame ward being permanent. If if there it's were, like, it's not like, what, it's what, it's like, like a, a node in flame ward, in, like frost wall. Sure, mm-hmm. but like if there were a note in flame ward that made it permanent, it'd be like this no yeah. longer gives you DR, like it only gives you ward or something. Or know.
1: well, I mean it's that's supposed to be what's supposed to make the retaliation version work, but like no one's jumping to play that now are they? Wait, you're supposed <laughs> you no. You think, that, think the, that the was, permanent yeah. flame
0: ward from Frostwall is there in order to enable you to play retaliate flame ward? Yeah, for clear, at
1: least, I guess. Manga, what the fuck? Really? All right, man, that's a hot take right there. That's the best hot take I've ever heard. Why else would they have that node? They've already nerfed Flame Ward, so it wasn't up all the time. They made it, like, the way that they talked about it. They've talked about Flame Ward. We know this. Like, they've been like, oh, like, this is, like, this buff that's, like, temporary. You have to, like, think about when to use it, stuff like that. And I'm completely fine with that. But then, then they print that. And it's the same thing like, oh, we want Shadow Daggers to be its own side thing, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. your own main damage. Umbra Blades. It's, it's I, the same uh, thing. It's like, we don't want Flame Ward to be this permanent thing. Frost Wall. You know? I, like I, knew, thing. I
0: knew that I was looking forward to this podcast. I didn't know that we were going to hear you say Frostwall's Flame Ward node was introduced in order to allow players to play Retaliate Flame Ward. That makes me yeah. so happy. That you have I mean, that that's opinion.
1: It's pr- probably why it was. Like, <laughs>
0: what
1: is the left side of the tree supposed to do anyways? Like does know. anyone even tried it? I haven't. Uh, let's move on. We got <laughs> we got number
0: five, baby. What is hot take number five? This is this that's is a good me. hot take. I, I like this, this is one. For me. Yeah, this is this is a, this is a dread hot take. It yeah. is. I think Twisted Heart is fine why is this a hot and that, take that is definitely a hot take why is this a hot take uh it's because it's
1: one of the strongest items in the game and it's got 17 I lines agree. of text on it okay so i think the concept of it is fine like i like Wait, when you say it concept you mean like the defining first two lines yeah, of text? i don't think it got should it. Okay. have the base it has or whatever or the 20 maximum health like the fact that you can use a Twisted Heart on a non-Twisted Heart build and get more HP than a chest, I think that's a problem. Okay. Like, like, but my problem is, is this is the same thing with the Path of Exile problem and, like, the, the chase unique thing. Like, remember how, like, Ravenous Void went through its emo phase and it, like, like changed, mm-hmm. like, three times in a row? Mm-hmm. I don't want that to happen for, uh you know, for Twisted Heart. Like, whenever I think of Last Epoch, I think of ridiculous word shenanigans. I like Twisted Heart. I think what they should do if they really wanted to make it a little bit more balanced they should make it so that the sacrifice amount so you sacrifice like 30 percent of your hp to gain 15 percent of it as life so that you have to get more leech or of mm. course like i said before you get less leech rate for your twisted heart so that that not only not only does that uh make it harder for leech to sustain it so that it was more balanced, mm-hmm. right? It also makes it so that regen kind I, of the other the way you're supposed to do it? Well quote unquote is regen. Right. Sure. So like yeah, I think I I, I like the item and I want strong items to exist now of course some of the stats should get removed i think the cast speed should get removed of course it should it doesn't need that at all uh and as long as it stays at the current lp level right if it stays at the current lp level when it's easy to get a one lp like, in a decent amount of time, right? It's decently easy to get a one LP, like, Twisted Takes a couple body. hours. Yeah, you'll you get one. You think that's fine? Like, I think it's fine at its current LP value. Now, there's, like I said, there's two ways. I mean, the strength is flavor for the item because you're literally putting on like a big fucking dragon's heart on your shoulder or whatever right <laughs> like, like the strength is fine i like that that's actually one thing i like about the item it's flavorful i think it's cool it's like the strength of a dragon oh! but like the caspi doesn't make any sense right that, that doesn't
0: make that's not so flavorful. so I, I think you and i both like the unique aspect of it the fact yeah. that it has is like sacrifice life in order to get war and stuff Maybe it's imbalanced. I'm,
1: sure I'm sure the less leech, like the less reach rate, I think that'd be fine. I, so I, I'll be honest, slap that on it. The, the fact like, that man. it works with only 1.5 percent leech,
0: yeah, that's detrimental. But yeah, they should. For, yeah. for me, my my big opinion on Twisted Heart is like it has up to 20 percent increased maximum life. It
1: mm-hmm. has
0: the unique aspect of it. It has plus one to your skill. It has strength, which is a yeah. good chunk of strength, which gives you percent increase mm-hmm. armor. And then it also has cast speed and it's reasonable to yeah. get LP, like one LP on. Yep. Like, I, I don't like having all of that. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like, I like yeah. the unique th- aspect I and I like cast, the reasonable one LP. I think LP. the
1: cast speed could go and it could be slapped with like 30% less re- leech. Rate. The, I think the, the, like, the
0: life, the life, the fun. cast speed, the plus one yeah. or the strength. One of those things. Well, the four plus things? one is
1: fine. I like the plus one. I, I think, think I think one of those four things can be nerfed in the game. It makes up for the fact that you don't get plus levels on your relic because it's like one of the places you get plus levels. Unless I'm okay you get with plus like, four on it, Woo! I mean, I mean, sure, yeah, <laughs> flavorful. I, I I like what Mr. Mr. Gr- Mr. Guy three three P would. said. Builds that channel builds that are using walls and glyphs of Dominion Center don't work with it, and not having it is very noticeable. I think what they should do, uh, Mr. Guy. They should give us like an like essentially like a twisted heart, but channeling, but for channeling, I think that would be a cool idea. Just put more items in the game. If you've channeled recently, remember don't 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 make it good for Warpath. (laughs) Warpath is fine. (laughs) Apparently, that's a that's That's a hot hot too. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Man, YouTube really didn't like me. Calling oh, out Warpath. Oh, yeah, like I that. remember that. You made that video, and people really <laughs> well. I agree with YouTube for this for once. I, I agree with the YouTube comment section. I think Warpath is fine. I think the, I think everything around the game is like the problem. It's like, like, <laughs> like I, I, think, I like, like that video. When you, I'm, I'm like, happy when with you the discussion that came out of that video. Warpath build, you play like an Ignite one, you like, you play an actual Warpath build and you do damage with it, you realize. It's not all that good, actually. Like, it doesn't deal with as much damage as other things do, which is the balancing point for for being what it is, mm-hmm. right? And I I think that's fine.
0: All right, let's move on instead of talking about more channeling and Warpaths. I intentionally did yeah. not include the channeling warpath stuff in this list here. <laughs> I would love to talk about it, but we got other stuff to talk. about. You know about why? Because he doesn't like being that's wrong. garbage, and I hate. Okay, uh, the last hot take was number six. We've got. Runic invocation is one of the worst design skills Ugh. ever in Last Epoch, but frost Claw is one of the best.
1: Now I want to preface this. I want to preface this with the marketing push for root Ru- for Runemaster. Okay. Because if you remember it, it becomes very ironic when we talk about this kind of topic, when we think about what they were doing beforehand with the marketing. So sort we're of like Every single piece of marketing was like Rune Master, 40 different skills in one skill. Look at this. Bingo bingo bingo. Like explosions. Ah all this, right? And then like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, we, we made frost cough so that you know it could fit the archetype so we could have a cold spammable skill. We didn't really think much of it. We just whipped it up at like five seconds. And then the patch comes, it's like runic invocation is what it is now. And then like frost calls, like, oh my god, this is amazing! It's like it's like who 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 designed Frostcall? Hire him. <laughs> it's like oh. Now you can, what, you can go like
0: crit, lightning stuff. You can do melee that. stuff. You can do ailments. You can, yeah, you can scale melee damage. Oh, it's so good.
1: Runic invocation has a few issues, so we can start talking about them. This is is, it, list. is it that
0: half of the skills for you, the more multipliers, don't do anything. Is that it?
1: No, that we're going to ignore that part. We're ignoring we're going that, To assume that this is a world where it is functioning how it's supposed to. So. The first thing I want to talk about is I feel like as though most of the runic invocations, they were designed for flavor and they weren't designed with the game in mind, right? And my biggest point across here is all the plasma skills. So you know how like the plasma skills, like what they do is they apply seven ignites on hit, right, as a base, and they also have 70% pen with ignite and 70% duration with ignite. But they're really good for leveling, but they end up being absolutely god-awful for endgame. And why is that? Well, it's how ailments work with chance and all this, right? You know, like, you know, like how ailments work. Like what we just said with the tag and cast speed, they scale well with you doing the thing very often. So I think what that should have been should have been like seven hits or whatever that all apply one ignite. And then, of course, they have the Ignite Pen in duration. That would have been usable, and I think that's what should have happened to the Plasma Skills if they were released in a functional manner, right? And of course, you have stuff like Ergeon's uh, Greater Fireball, right? Where it's supposed to be this big explosion that's really cool and does a lot of damage, but then you realize, you look in the numbers and all that, and it doesn't really... Do all that much damage in the grand scheme of things? Like for instance, like just earlier, right? I went and I went and watched. Uh, I was watching the dev stream, right? And I was watching Mike play rudemaster I was watching him do the invocation for you know for Runic and uh, for uh, Adrian's Creator Fireball, and it was like it does like a hundred damage, and then he does a random Frost Claw, and it does like a thousand crit, and I'm just like, it just like. I feel like as though they spent way too long on the 40 skill thing and not skills that function. I think another mistake that they made is I think that I like the I like the idea of the arcane construct kind of mastery. I like that with like the frostwall glyph of dominion stuff like that. I really liked that kind of thing. They should have pushed more into that, where like every single runic invocation was like its own kind of arcane construct so you have the hydrohedron of course you have like the the one that shoots rune bolt for you i I wish there was like one that like made up made like like machines that cast mana strike for you and would scale off your mana strike tree and are your damage and they just like walk around and use mana strike stuff like that Things that kind of like look like
0: minions but like
1: aren't yeah that aren't minions kind of like totems from poe Mm -hmm. i think that would have been cooler because that would have made runic invocation actually make sense and right now runic invocation does not make a lot of sense in the current you know it's in the last yeah
0: the, the stuff that <clears throat> has a duration has yeah. really popped off and people have been using those things like yeah. cold fire cold the 30 percent damage reduction it's a duration yeah. and it lasts until you cast it again so it's basically permanent things like the yeah. hydrahedron you cast it once and it has a duration well we so can
1: actually there's math for that right so why is Hydrohedron better than all these other runic indications? Well, let's just bring up Grand Prism Nova, right? Grand Prism Nova has 600% added damage effectiveness, right? Hit once. Cool. in a big AoE. 600 is cool, a big right? number. That is a big number. Big number. But the Hydrohedron has 200, but is affected by your cast speed. Uh, and has duration. That? It's multiple As times You can have multiple on the field, and they all do damage. So it turns out, two hundred percent added damage effectiveness and scaling off your cast speed is way better than just one six hundred percent add like effect either. And it has AOE, like you said. Yep, it does. And that, I think, that should be an indicator that the invocations need to be a lot more impactful this is this all comes back to that thing where like if a skill requires a lot of effort whether that be mana cooldown or in this case invocations they should be impactful like i think raywin's frost Guard is impactful don't you think it's impactful it's a little it's a little boring but it's impactful just to give context real quick my my
0: rowan's frost guard that i use the cold fire cold it gives me a burst of ward which is like 700 ward and it's a 60 percent chance that it doubles it and then it also gives me about 300 ward per second. And it gives me uh 30% damage reduction. Yeah, and then it's like, I it's got a duration impactful. to it. So I cast it once and got a duration. The duration, your observation, about yeah. the duration is really,
1: really good. Hydro is like impactful when I use it. It's good. Igneous Rain is impactful too. That's that's a good one. Like a bunch of small fire like hits, like, gets ignites, yeah. got a duration. It works with ignite. It works with flat damage too, like I proved. And the last thing I think that really makes like Runic Invocation really bad in the grand scheme of things is fundamental Criterion and all the other Uniques that go with Runic Invocation. So did they underpower the Runic Invocations because they were adding Uniques? Or did they feel like they needed to add the Uniques because like there was, or were they even thinking about that? Like, yeah, we already talked about Frostwall Flame Ward. Yeah, we did. Let's let's, T- let's heal real quick before
0: that. we talk about that unique item. You said yeah. that Frostclaw is one of the best skills they've ever released in terms of like yeah. design.
1: Yeah, and the reason why I think that is is because they managed to make a skill that does a lot of damage without actually having a lot of damage in it. So, like for instance, yeah, the shotgun node, right? That makes it, it, doesn't, it go, doesn't say
0: the word like, more on it.
1: Yeah. It gives you, you big mana costs, got a downside, it gives a mana cost, yeah. And you have nodes that give you flat based on your melee flat. That's a gigantic more damage multiplier without actually being one, right? Like if you look at the more damage modifiers on this tree, right? It has like what? Maybe like 20% here, 10% there or whatever or like 18% if it's doubled with reward, right? But you just saw Perry, he's like deleting bosses at like 500 corruption or whatever with ease. Uh, the flame, the frostbite version was like super ridiculous, right? And it's like, well, I would rather the future of Le be that, and not whatever Runic Invocation is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like I, let, let's let's go back to the hot take real quick. The hot take was like Runic Invocation is mm-hmm. one of the worst design skills. Frostclaw is yeah. one of the best design skills. I, I think it is a hot take, especially if you haven't thought about it. But I also think it's right. I think yeah. Frost, like Frostclaw, it doesn't. You, you take the minus mana cost, you take the more multipliers, and then you have a couple couple pieces of flexibility around that. Like, your skill tree is probably going to look roughly similar. So, like, a heat map, for example, would look pretty similar for each Frost Claw. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe the skill yeah. tree could use some, some work in that regard.
1: But yeah, the, yeah, like, the but, upper half could use some work, yeah. But the
0: like, kinds of things you can do with it, you can go, like, lightning, you can go fire and cold, and they're yep. all valuable. You can, you can do
1: elemental nova, which makes you elemental can proc, nova You can proc ice barrage. You can, you can do, yeah.
0: like, leveling synergy with glacier. You can try to get the mana cost super low and have it repeat a bunch of times. You can do big mana well, right stuff. Right now, it.
1: the problem uh, with the glacier thing, um, it's not working right now. <laughs> oh.
0: Bugs in my video <laughs> one game? Day, one day when it works, it'll be great, right? Okay. Cool. But it, it reminds me of a lot. And like, you've played Last Epoch longer than I have in terms of duration. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't around at the beginning of Rogue, but I hear stories that people were raving about how much they loved the detonate arrow skill tree. And how that yeah. was like the premier best yeah. design skill ever. And then as time goes on, we've realized that, you know, the really the only thing to do with detonating arrow is to have it stay lightning. Because well, anytime you, so, do, you
1: anytime you convert it, you lose the lightning, uh, the lightning tendrils. The problem here mm-hmm. the problem here isn't actually the skill tree itself. It does its job. I like what it does. I think it's cool. Like the poison in one and all that. It's just a numbers problem. Like for in like for instance poison detonating arrow, you're hitting twice with like maybe six hundred percent poison chance. That's not gonna go anywhere, especially in this day and age with poison getting nerfed, right? Maybe instead the node could say like, oh, you get you get your you get like ten percent poison chance per 1% shock chance, you would have oh, all, all of, that- of a sudden there you go. It functions. It's that's like that's the problem. Is all these invocations like we were talking about too? They would all function if they had numbers. That's the problem here. Is like, but they're completely fine with giving all these other things numbers. But then when it comes to like stuff like this, like detonating arrow and like you know, uh, Invocation, that are like, oh, instead of making the base skill good, we're just gonna give you fundamental criterion, and there mm-hmm. you go. And it's like, that's not, that's not how works. I'll, that I'll tell you work. what, tell you what. <laughs> let's, let's pause
0: here. We did our six hot takes, and yeah. in the past, we've done something, and we now have a name for it. We're gonna call it like unique perspective. We're gonna provide mm-hmm. a unique perspective on some unique items out there. Yeah. And we talked about this ahead of time. We wanted to specifically talk about fundamental criterion. This is a yeah. unique chess piece that just came out in 092 along with Runemaster. And it has a lot of more damage multipliers on it that align with what kind of weapon is in your main hand and also with what kind of stats line up with which runes you're using, which position. So there's a lot of moving pieces to it. But the potential for more damage is maybe the highest more, like actual factual more damage multiplier that we've seen on any unique item. It's big. The yeah. fact that this item's in the game to me is weird. Why mm-hmm. why do we have I like think it's it's got no health on it, it's got no defenses. You got to find it with 1 LP, you got to put HP on
1: it. Yeah. <sighs> I think I think the problem with it is literally just the fact like I said it's like if runic invocation requires this ridiculous of numbers to make it like actually do damage in game then maybe should runic invocation maybe you know just do those damage in endgame and then fundamental criterion could be more interesting i think i think the word you're looking for i think it's very boring i think i think it's a very boring item now i'm okay with like very boring items but not when it's like required to make a whole all right i've got i've got a comment point to you yeah so the the
0: contest that we're doing with uh, like building a sweet character using the mad alchemist ladle one of the ideas that we had was like the morning frost thing. Morning frost stacking dexterity. Yeah. And then you would specifically go either cold lightning, lightning, or cold lightning, cold, because those two runes in the first two slots lined up with using a wand, and stacking yeah. dexterity. So then you got two payoffs for using dexterity, like the morning frost and the chest piece. And like yeah. that, that really got me thinking. I didn't play it because I don't like either the two skills that that lines up with, because they're not circles their lines and I, I don't, I like circles, I'm a circle gamer, but, um, it, 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 it caused me to think about the game in a different way. And I think, I think that part of it was really good. I don't mind but the that fact, yeah. but the fact that it's got this huge, more multiplier on it,
1: like, yeah, what it... Why is that? I like there? the fact that it's making you stack different, like attributes that you normally wouldn't stack on mage. I like that part. I, I think I would rather, what I would rather see for the item. I'd rather see the LP and the required level to go down so you get it with more LP easier. Hmm. Like, right? it, like it? Like it? And then, of course, nerf the numbers so it's not ridiculous. Maybe it should go only at 18% if you're wielding a staff or a wand or whatever. Then maybe make it like 2% or 1% more damage and then make Runic Invocation just work by itself, maybe? And then, you know, I I would like that world a bit more because then it becomes kind of like a toolbox because it's like a toolbox right it's just like okay like uh like what am i going to use it for this time around right if i get like a three lp one which should be common right it's Mm -hmm. like oh boy what am i going to do with this one i I like that part i think that part's cool
0: so assuming that the numbers went down and the lp level went down is this the kind of unique item that you would want to see for other skills in the game
1: no I think this kind of unique design is abhorrent because it means that the base (laughs) skill isn't doing enough. Because if if it requires this big of numbers to make it work, then, like, the base skill should not be as bad as it is. Like, you know, like, like a perfect example, and this has been brought up a few times already now, because of the fact that is actually playable, this patch, but Ignavar's head is in the same boat. It's like... I don't want to play in a world where mm-hmm. Ignivar's head is required to play disintegrate because you know, like I would rather be able to just play disintegrate and have it do enough. Like I don't want to play skeletons with lich's score. And I just want to play, I just want skeletons to function. Mm-hmm. I don't want lich's Scorn to be the only way I play skeletons. Right. And stuff like that. And like, I think, like, I think it's fine that they're in there. It's just like, it just kind of, like, leaves a bad taste in my mouth because every single time I'm, like... I think of, like, for instance, every single time I'm, like, oh, I want to play runic indication uh oh, Fundamental Criterion. I'm, like, oh, I want to play with Skeletons. Oh, just scar, Oh, I want to play with, you know, Disintegrate. Oh, like Navarra said. You know, it's like, it's, like, every single time you have an idea, it's, like, well, it's already figured out for you. So there's, like, one way of playing Disintegrate right now. Well, there's one way away. that gives you, like,
0: 8,000% more damage.
1: But you don't yeah, have like, to use it. Yeah, you don't have to you use. You can yeah. use something. Yeah, else. Good, yeah. yeah, you can. You can just sit there on the boss trying to use your energy on you know fire greater fireball you can sit on here for the next 20 minutes uh, be my guest. also so another thing I hate about the runic Vacation tree we're gonna go back to that <laughs> as long as we're complaining criteria. what else you got no uh so uh you know the node that makes it repeat based on the energy why doesn't that repeat multiple times after 100% they set up the node yes to benefit you to go over 100% why doesn't it repeat multiple times or or maybe it could, maybe it could, it could it could
0: say the word double cast instead of repeat yeah yeah but it, either it, way it but could like, say I think
1: you be fine if it repeated multiple times. I it could say the there's a cap on it. Yeah, I think the invocations are really underpowered enough where that kind of node would be fine. <laughs> Imagine like what if what if your whole build was just jumping
0: through a bunch of hoops so that you could double proc, you know, Velocirio's yeah. yeah. lightning lance,
1: like boom boom, yeah. like that'd be yeah. awesome. Or you could just cast lightning blast instead and do more damage. I'm... Even with Fundamental Criterion, by the way, I tried it. <laughs> I hear you. Good. I hear you. But it's cool. They
0: look it's so... Cool. I know, okay. it's okay. cool. Runic invocation, you said it's one of the worst design skills. What about, like, is it appropriate? If we we have 40 invocations and there's like five that are like great and then a bunch of them kind of fall off at that. It It's, I'm not even asking you. I'm saying it's okay for there to be invocations out there that are kind of meh but they yeah. look amazing. Like yeah, it's, it's okay to have a it. couple out there for Timmy and a couple out there for Johnny that are just like, um, like they're
1: really yeah. pretty.
0: But but, like, like the spike gets like, you know, these 10.
1: My thing with it is it like my, and my, my problem with it is it's not even a, it's literally just a simple numbers issue. It's just numbers. It's literally just numbers. It's like if the numbers were higher on energy On's fireball, it would feel good to use, right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, it's just a numbers thing. That's all it is. And of course, the problem is, well, we can't give them ridiculous base stats so that, you know, when you get them at level, th- level 15 and you use random communication, you're not deleting everything in the game. Well, then why doesn't the tree actually have support for it dealing damage for the most part? Like, you have the pen and you have the more damage modifiers, which don't work, right? Like, you have all that, but it's not enough to carry... Because, okay. The problem here, is <laughs> you see the problem. You are casting at least three spells, at least, right? Let's assume you're casting three spells or channeling for three seconds mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with a different spell, right? You're, you're you're casting three spells. Why is the spell you get after casting those three spells worse than the three spells? it should be better. It shouldn't it shouldn't be just like equal to the three spells. It should be double the effectiveness of the three spells. Like for instance, if I casted three lightning bolts to cast a Velatria Storm Lance, right? Or what whatever the combo is, mm-hmm. it should yield damage equal to like nine lightning bolts because I have to put in the effort to do that, right? Mm-hmm. It's and we were talking about this a while back when we were talking about rage, we're like, oh, we want to see different ways of generating resources that isn't just mana and this is it this is it and it's amazing it's just the payoff isn't there it's like the same conversation with Forge strike and erasing strike that's all a this. great it's comparison like,
0: saying that this is just like another resource same, it's kind of like mana kind of yeah. like rage kind of like the ruins above your head sure
1: yeah and it's like for instance like the one invocations why do they even exist it's like they don't even do anything it's like Ugh, it's just like I, it would be cool if they existed for a reason like i think the buffs should be the one runic invocations right then the two invocation should be the single target spell that does more damage than the three invocation spell but the three invocation spell should be like air Geon's creator fireball and big flash screen stuff. yeah it should yeah. be the big flashy stuff right I would be fine with that, and that's kind of how they're functioned right now. But not like the numbers; it's just a numbers game. It's always a, they need to hire an accountant. <laughs> you know, hearing you talk about like the numbers
0: game, one of the big flashy stuff, kind of reminds me a little bit of Val skills from Path of Exile. Yeah, yeah. Val skills. Give me some Val skills. Like, give me, give me some. Like, yeah. like, give me, give me some, like I, I click this button. Be. That's what yeah. They are. And like, it's yeah. it's hard when I've been thinking about Runic Invocations in my builds. I have a hard time figuring out, am I supposed to be using this for AoE, or am I supposed to be using this for single target? Because, like, big, chunky spells don't often work very well for single target stuff. Things with a duration component, like cold, 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 or lightning, 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 Mm. those are okay. You can make those work for single target. But, like, the big, chunky stuff, like... What is that cold fire lightning whatever the big discharge looking thing with eight percent damage uh, yeah
1: that's uh the greater discharge I yeah
0: discharge that. you know the one that looks like discharge yeah
1: the the, the nova
0: yeah the, like am i Elements supposed to use nova. that for single target am i supposed to use it for no. aoe i
1: don't i don't think no. you're supposed to use it i think you're supposed to use it at all that's the yeah. problem like the antipode the ant the explosion antipode that has numbers. Why can't we get more stuff like that? Like, what, what's the numbers on that? Let me go find it. What I, think, I think it's 800% effectiveness on that one. Yeah, but that's a good start. That's a good start, Perry. That's a, especially if you double, you know, double cast it and all that. Like, that's a good start.
0: So it's, <laughs> it's got a good start to it. We like Runic Vacation. One of the worst design skills because of the lack of more damage multipliers and there's too well, much flash...
1: Well, like I said, it's the worst design skill because they didn't design a skill. They designed a flavor and then made a skill around it. It's like which is fine. It's just it needs to function, sure. right? You, like, you might you might call that just... like
0: like top down design.
1: Like I hate it. What I hate about it, what what I hate about it is now it's not EHG's fault for this, okay? But the design is outright sinister in some ways. Okay. Now of course it's not EHG's fault. This is not EHG's prop like prop fault or whatever. Sinister you say. Go on. The reason why I say Sinister is because a new player is going to start. They're going to be like, oh, my God, look at this trailer. This looks amazing. It's like little Timmy here. and little Timmy levels up his Rune Master, gets it. And it's like, oh, my God, this does so much damage. It's amazing. My friends is like, oh, my God, I'm playing with the plasma one. And it's applying like seven ignites. And it's doing so much damage, which it does in early game, right? And then as little Timmy keeps going, he keeps playing Runic vacation right? Keeps playing it. And then as he plays on, the game gets harder and harder and harder and harder. And he's like, it's like, why is this game so hard? Like, why is this so difficult? And it's like, well, because you're using Runic Invocation. It was great early on, but it's terrible later. <laughs> it's like, because like, it's not going to scale. It just doesn't scale right into the current end game of LE, right? That's, that's it's great tricky. when you level it. Yeah.
0: Like, and like, you have 40 options that you need to learn about. In order yeah. to find out which ones are like new, unless you're watching YouTube, unless you're watching Twitch. yeah. And like, if you're comparing that to a different class, for example, you have Acid Flask, which is a great example of a skill that's really good for like one level. And then it's kind of a debate after playing mm-hmm. it for one level for 10 minutes, five minutes. Um, yeah. Things like Cinder Strike fall in the same camp. It's like, this is really fun early on, but it really falls off because of lack of scaling on it. Yep. And instead of just like, this skill's bad, use this other thing. It's like, well, you have 40 skills. Go figure out which of the 40 combinations are worthwhile. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And it sucks for me to say it's like one of the worst design skills because like they did such a good job with it. Like everything else other than the numbers. And I think this is, I think this is a good example of You can make your thing look as cool and as fun, as flashy as you want, but RPG gamers in the end are numbers guys. So if it doesn't have the numbers, it's not, you know, like for instance, like recently in Path of Exile, there was a new support called, um, uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember. It's called, uh, Trauma, trauma stacking. Sure, It's the trauma stacking support. So essentially it's like Bone Shatter. I'm sure you remember that, Mm -hmm. Barry. It's like Bone Shatter, but as a support skill. It works with strikes, right? And it is not flashy at all. It doesn't do anything special. It just gives you a bunch of flat damage and makes you hit yourself, right? It doesn't add anything else. It just gives you numbers. And then people, they figured out you could use it with Glacier, Glacial Hammer. And Glacial Hammer isn't really a flashy skill. There's a lot of glacial hammer jugs, out, like trauma stackers on the on Peewee Ninja right now. We don't care if the, you know, the skill does like, bang, bang, bango. We, we care if it does enough damage and the flashiness is like a side thing. Like, for instance, Bone Curse, right? When I was playing it, I was like, oh my God, this aura looks sick. And I love seeing like the bones sticking out of me and all that. That's all cool. But if Bone Curse did no damage. I wouldn't care about any of that. I wouldn't be playing with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that is the problem here. Is like we're we're like I think this would be fine if it was in a different genre. But since we're in the ARPG genre and this is what people are used to at this mm-hmm. point, and because of just how the the games genre has been in general, like I think I think the design should be numbers first and then flavor, right? In general, I think like. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. I think if you if you if you go like that, it's hard to like put flavor on top of it. If well, you start no, it, out no, with like not. beautiful flavor. Like someone in Twitch chat no. saying right now, numbers are patchable.
1: You you yeah. we can we can numbers bump are with this. patchable though. I agree, yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing. But now we're getting into that like, oh, numbers are patchable, right? Well, what about all the other skills that need to get I, patched too? This this They're sounds like we're about to so say so much work. It
0: sounds like we're about to remind people that 1.0 is coming out later this year, baby. Let's go. They can't just
1: keep doing this. They can't just keep throwing in random stuff and then have to fix it (laughs) later. Do it. That's not how you make a game. Keep throwing in random stuff. I, I,
0: I love Runic Invocation. It has lots of problems right now, but I love it.
1: Yeah, I I, I hope, love it too. I hope think it's that great. it gets yeah.
0: I hope they, they do like another pass on it. I hope they change numbers. I think they can like nerf things and buff things and maybe nerf Romans Frost guard, maybe nerf the Hydrohedra yeah. stuff. But there's, there, honest, there's so much cool like the stuff hydron, there. And
1: I love I think how cool Hydrahedrons like if all the other runic invocations were on the same levels, as Hydrohedron, I'd be fine because it takes effort to play. Like, have you watched Lizard play the Hydrogen? I have build? watched people play it's Hydrogen like, enough to know it's, that it's, I will never play it. It's a keyboard. It's a keyboard build. And I'm fine it. with that. I have no Th- interest that's in what it. That's what EHD wants, right? They want you to use multiple buttons, right? Like, I'm okay with the, the upside being a strong skill, right? Like, when I did the stupid judgment build the one punch build right mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. had to like like play like for at least every single time you wanted to do damage <laughs> but it like one shot Orbis, like one shot a few oribuses that's fine like i don't mind it when things take effort if they give you things based on that effort okay, right like okay. and runic invocation is failing on that other than like maybe uh you know hydra Hegen. it's like my same argument earlier it's like just because something is good doesn't mean it needs to be nerfed we need to look at it as a whole and it's an environment. It's not just Hydrohedron is OP. It's like, well, well, why are you choosing to use Hydrohedron over the other runic invocations? Mm-hmm. Because they're terrible. So Hydrohedron wouldn't be that OP if Grand Prism Nova actually did what it should do and do like it should be 600 added damage effectiveness per element, right? It should use 600% of your added damage as fire, as cold, and as lightning. All of a sudden, you have a viable skill. It's like, Just triple, it. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, hey, I mean that's the kind of numbers oh, we're looking
0: God at damn, here. That's, all right, sure. That's the kind of. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I think like, I think that's gonna about yeah. do it for us here. We're uh, a little bit over an hour, but I think we got mm-hmm. an excellent uh, organization or organized podcast this time around. Having the the six yeah. hot takes toward the beginning, and then talking about this uh, this fundamental criterion and some random uh, rambling toward
1: the end of it. But I like it. We we should do some. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, so. Actually, before we go, one more thing. You know, you know that one, I think the perfect example of my argument here is, you know, uh, Mystia. Uh, yeah. uh yeah. that in your tournaments that end up playing those Konami code builds. All, uh, they I, love destroying bosses in like one second. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what I think that's like the kind of thing that, well, okay. Maybe not the bugged versions like the. The sacrifice thing, right, with the rings. Obviously, that's bugged, right? But essentially, things of that nature shouldn't like are healthy for the game, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like the the kind of concept behind it, not the the result.
0: <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. i I look forward to that. Uh, right after this podcast ends, we're gonna jump over and start doing the uh, the contest, and we're gonna read through everything that people have been working on for the past week, and we'll see what kind of memes they came up with for using the Mad Alchemist ladle. Mm-hmm. Look forward to it. Dredd, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you for taking an hour out of your time to uh, to join me over here. So this was episode 33, What's Your Hot Take? And Twitch chat will be live with the contest stuff right afterward. If you're listening on YouTube and Spotify, be sure to let us know where you are listening so we can make sure that your experience is as good as possible. But as always, that's, uh, that's us for the nights. We'll see you next time. Bye.